Hi, and welcome to the Men on the Path to Love podcast. Though ready or not, how to tell if you're ready for a long-term relationship episode. I'm Bill Simpson, your host. I coach men who are struggling in relationship, how to communicate effectively, build trust, and deepen intimacy so they can be the best version of themselves in relationship and live the life they love. So if you've been following my podcast, you've heard me say over and over again about having the mindset of going for the long term of the relationship, right? Well, this applies mostly to marriage. And of course, for those who prefer not to marry, yet do believe in long-term relationships. Now, even though my parents divorced when I was six, I was always someone who believed in marriage. I went through three before finding the one that has lasted and the one I'm committed to for the long run. You know, I I think of my first marriage. Um, I was in my 20s, and I was living in the college town where I graduated, working as a radio personality on a local radio station. I was DJing in a club, and it's where I met my wife-to-be. We had enough in common, and we rarely argued, and we enjoyed each other's company. We loved each other, and I'd say we were comfortably happy. We had been happily together for a few years, so the next natural step was to get engaged and ultimately get married. Well, in this natural progression, I was feeling some pressure to get married by my girlfriend and her father in particular. He was a professor at the university, and he seemed to really like me, you know, and he pushed hard for us to get married. And I was kind of hesitant, and part of my hesitation was with me focusing on my radio career. I wanted to make sure I made it to a major market where I could afford to support a marriage and eventually a family. And that would mean we would have to move, you know, moving away from her family. And I had this idea that I had to have all my ducks in a row, so to speak, before I could get married. Not only having the right job, also saving enough money to buy a car and a house and basically to be financially secure and so on. Well, for every one of the preconceived reasons I had to delay the marriage, in speaking with my father-in-law, he had a rebuttal for every one of my arguments. You know, everything he said made sense to me logically. And so I saw no reason not to get married, even though in the back of my mind, I had my doubts. Well, my fiance and I went through counseling with the minister who was to marry us. And when he asked if I was ready for marriage, I remember saying that I didn't really know if I'd ever be ready per se. You know, and yet I didn't see any reason not to. So we ended up passing with flying colors and we were on our way to getting married. Well, on the day of our wedding, while I was getting ready, I remember talking with my best friend, best man, and he asked me if I was ready. And I was frank and I said the same thing I said to the minister, that I didn't know if I would ever be ready, but I'm going for it. So we had a lovely wedding and life went on. And I think it was about a year later 
that I got a job in a larger market and we moved. We moved a few times actually as my career was taking off. And during that time, I had given in to the temptation of what being on the radio offered me in terms of easy access to women, and I was unfaithful. Not proud of it, and frankly, I was ashamed of it. Well, my wife and I talked it out, and we decided to keep going. And I ended up landing a gig co-hosting a morning show in Philadelphia, and she took a big risk, a big step, moving, knowing what we had been through, you know? Well, the temptation had gotten even worse in Philadelphia, and I'll just say it took its toll on the marriage. And to make a long story short, I decided to ask for divorce. The fact was, I wasn't ready for marriage. I didn't really know what it meant or what it took to be successful in a long-term relationship. I knew one thing, infidelity was not the way. You know, my ego got caught up in the attention I would get from women that I had never gotten before. And I was focused more on immediate gratification and not looking at the big picture. It wasn't that our marriage was bad, I was content. I just wanted my cake and eat it too. And obviously I wasn't ready for a long-term relationship and that wasn't fair to my wife. It never was my intention to hurt her, and yet I did. And it took me years to forgive myself for my indiscretion. And I had to forgive myself whether she forgave me or not. And what I eventually realized was that I was very immature at the time. You know, I was in my 20s. I was only thinking about myself and not the impact that my behavior would have on my wife. And in thinking that if the roles were reversed, if she was having her cake and eat it too, I wouldn't have liked it at all. So anyway, it was a lesson learned and a mistake that I never repeated. And when I look back, I also realized that there was a part of me that wanted to be married. And I liked the idea of being married, and yet I didn't have a clue to what it really meant. And it wasn't until I went to therapy and committed to my personal growth that I eventually got what it means to be in a long-term committed relationship. It was a painful road to travel at times, you know, having to admit my shortcomings and learning all my lessons. And yet I have no regrets for the pain I suffered in order to be in the marriage I am in today. The pain was the catalyst I needed to change. What I do regret is the pain I caused others along the way. And I apologize from the bottom of my heart to all who were hurt. So how do you know if you're ready for a long-term relationship or marriage? Well, it really depends on the person, frankly. And with that being said, here are some things research says are signs that you're probably not ready. Ask yourself, are you afraid or avoid commitment or making long-term plans? Like when there's talk of marriage or long-term plans, do you feel, you know, squirmy or uncomfortable? <laughs> well, pretty good chance you're not ready. Um, do you have different values 
than your partner. That's a big one. Having a conflict in your basic values can make a long-term relationship a real challenge. Um, Do you value your independence over your relationship? Well, that's self-explanatory. If you do, you're probably not ready. Um, Do you have old relationship baggage that you haven't resolved? Uh, If so, more than likely, you'll bring the same issues to your current relationship and not be fully present in the relationship. And this can make a long-term relationship difficult. How about compromising? If you can't compromise or you resist compromise, it could be a sign that you may have a hard time making mutual decisions with your partner, which is really important for the success of a long-term relationship. If you have a hard time sharing your thoughts and feelings, you know, avoiding emotional intimacy, uh, this is really essential for the long run of a relationship, and you may not be ready. And one more thing I just thought about is, are you focused on immediate gratification, or do you think about more long-term goals? Well, if it's more immediate or short-term than long-term, then you may not be ready or maybe not even considering what it means to be in a long-term relationship. And again, I think that was part of my issue, being so young, ignorant, and inexperienced, really. Well, the good news with all this is that if you really want to be in a long-term relationship and you're showing signs that you're not ready, you can get help and work on it until you decide that you are ready. I certainly wish I had this awareness when I first got married in my 20s. Who knows how things may have turned out. I mean, it's all hindsight, and I guess it was meant to be. All that matters is I eventually learned what it takes to be in a long-term relationship and committed to it. Then there's my client, Evan. Not his real name. He was in his early 30s when he came to me. He was referred to me for his anxiety, and without getting into all the details, we ended up focusing on his relationship, which ironically was causing most of his anxiety. He had been with his girlfriend Ellen, not her real name of course, for a little over three years. They had been living together and had a really good, stable relationship. And whenever the topic of marriage would come up, Evan was open to talk about it Yet he would feel this pit in his stomach when they did. To him, it seemed like the logical next step. And like me, he didn't see any reason not to, yet he felt this underlying anxiety. And when I asked him to share about what he thought the anxiety was all about, he said that he was scared that the marriage would end in divorce. And statistically speaking, a little over 40% of first-time marriages do end in divorce. For Evan, it wasn't as much about the statistics as it was about the fact that his parents were divorced when he was 10. According to Evan, it was a really ugly divorce too. There was a long, drawn-out custody battle over him and his two sisters. It had such a negative impact on Evan that he swore to himself that if he ever got married, that he would have to be so sure that it would work out before he did so that he would never have to get a divorce and put his kids through what he went through. 
Well, after hearing all this, it made sense to me that Evan would have all this anxiety when thinking about getting married, right? And when I pointed out the obvious link, Evan agreed. And his question was then, what do I do about it? Well, I asked him if he loved Ellen, and he said yes, of course. And I asked if he could see himself spending his life with her, and he quickly responded yes. So then we went through a process of identifying some of the obvious factors of what it takes to be in a long-term relationship, and in his case, a marriage. I asked him if they had common values, and he said yes. Uh, Was he emotionally open and available? And he said that he felt like he was. He said that he had shared his fears and concerns, and that he was supportive and empathetic to Ellen's feelings. So then I asked how well they communicated, and he said that they were pretty open with each other. When I asked about how he felt about compromising for the long term of the relationship, he said he was already doing that. Um, We talked about if he had long-term goals, and he said he was all about it. I asked how they were in resolving conflicts, and he said that they knew to give each other space when things would get dicey and then come back to resolve issues when they were in a better space. And since he was already seeing me for support, I asked if he thought Ellen would be open to them getting help if things got hard. And he said he felt certain that she would, saying that she had complimented him on his progress with me. Well, the bottom line was that Evan really wanted the relationship to work. And from what he brought into the room, they seemed to have a healthy relationship and had a pretty good chance of succeeding. The only thing that seemed to be in the way was Evan's fear of divorce. And sometimes that subconscious underlying fear can lead to a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, like what I talked about in the last episode, self-sabotage. So I broke it down to Evan. I reminded him of the statistics and that indeed his marriage could end in divorce. It happens. And even if it did, that life would go on. If he was committed to doing all that he could do to keep the relationship strong, getting help if they needed it and all that, and it still didn't work out, then he would have done the best he could, and that's all we can ask for, right? I also pointed out that just because his parents got divorced didn't mean that he and Ellen would, and it already seemed like their relationship was healthy. Yet if he held on to the belief that if he got married and that he could not get a divorce, that he could end up feeling trapped in a marriage that wasn't working, no matter what he did, and to stay in it just because he believed that he couldn't get a divorce, I've seen it happen. I was trying to show Evan that there were options in moving forward. I asked him to take his time to get clarity, that there was no rush and that time was on his side. And we continued to process his thoughts and feelings. And eventually Evan got clarity and decided that he was ready to commit to Ellen. So they got married. And I still see Evan from time to time and they seem to be doing just fine. So I want to reiterate, being ready for a long-term relationship or marriage really depends on the individual. 
I hope this episode sheds some light on what it takes, generally speaking, to be in a long-term relationship or marriage. Think about it and be honest with yourself to know if you're really ready or not. And I have to say that if you are being pressured into committing to a long-term relationship or marriage specifically, do not give in because of the pressure. Make sure you are clear for you and not anyone else. Take it from me. Getting outside pressure is not a reason to get married. Look within and make the decision that is best for you. And don't let fear hold you back either. If you want it, you can do it even if you might need a little help along the way. There's a quote I found from an unknown source that I thought was an interesting take. It says, When you're ready for a real relationship, you're not looking for someone to fill the void. You're looking for someone to share your completeness. How about that? And that's going to do it for this episode of the Men on the Path to Love podcast. The Ready or Not, How to Tell if You're Ready for a Long-Term Relationship episode. I'm Bill Simpson, your host. Thank you for listening. Coming up in the next episode of the Men on the Path to Love podcast, you'll hear Nigel's story and how he transformed his relationship by learning to separate his wife's behavior from her as a person. It could make a huge difference in your relationship as well. Join me for the Behavior versus the Person episode. And if you have any issues going on in your relationship you need help with, comments, topics, or suggestions for the podcast, or for any reason, please email me at bill at menonthepathtolove.com. That's bill at menonthepathtolove.com. And if you would like to schedule a free hour-long, no-strings-attached consultation with me, please visit my website at menonthepathtolove.com. That's manonthepathtolove.com. I would love to hear from you. And remember, until next time, keep your heart open and stay on the path to love.